Hello, guys. Welcome to the Phantom Denright podcast. Uh, just, just, there's no jokes this time at the beginning. <laughs> just a, just a happy little Spencer reference to the, the fact that the things we're reviewing in this episode are very rated R. Regardless very inappropriate, of, children. Yes, regardless of what Deadpool says in these movies, do not bring your kids to these movies and do not bring them to this podcast episode. I am planning to bleep out anything that we say in quotes or things that Tim doesn't say. Might just put a bunch of bleeps in just for fun. <laughs> but just just putting it out there. Anyway, welcome back kids to Marvel Monthly. And I know what you're thinking. There's no Marvel stuff coming out. <laughs> well, we had we had accounted Give for this. A secret invasion. Give it to us. I actually do feel that way. <laughs> like, we had planned to do a double Marvel Monthly in May, but now we don't have to because Secret Invasion is secret. Uh, in that it's nowhere so to be Loki. found. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely think it was going to come out earlier, and then Bob Iger was like, let's just dial it back. Um, we're going to have to talk a little bit about that because I feel like it's it's cool to hate Marvel now. I don't understand it. <laughs> it's like, still having fun, guys. <laughs> Everything's fine. And I know what you're thinking also, listeners. Why didn't why didn't you do a rated R warning in the Last of Us episode? So we didn't think of it. <laughs> <laughs> I that's on that's on Cole. It's yeah, that's I guess Cole. it's on Cole. It's TV 14. It doesn't count. <laughs> Could have done the same thing for Daredevil, I guess. <laughs> Didn't think about it. Well, so yes, we're not gonna, we're doing a double feature Marvel Monthly. Might be the first one we've done. Two movies. We kind of did all of Blade, but we mostly focused on the first Blade. So this would be fun. Well, hold on to your belts because we're gonna do three in a couple of months. <laughs> hold on, yeah. Hold on. Wait, we are. Maybe I don't know. Triple feature. No, we are not doing Triple that. Triple feature. Uh, I know what he's talking about. So, so we're planning on doing two double features. Double features. Maybe Cole will do a triple. Um, we're Wait, revisiting. What? We're revisiting the Fox X Men universe. So go back to January if you want to hear us talk. We talked about the X Men team up movies: the good, the bad, and the ugly. Sorry, uh, First Class and Days of Future Past: the bad and the ugly. Um, <laughs> And then uh, see next month, probably if you're reading, if you're listening to this in the future, for our Wolverine double feature, where we're gonna watch the Wolverine and Logan, and Cole might watch another yeah. movie that Absolutely we will reference. Not. We're gonna reference it today, Cole. Nope. Aren't you happy? We're I gonna reference that movie today. That's not even the triple th- feature I was talking about. So. I was what talking about the Keaton episode, the super secret Keaton episode. Oh, yeah, the super secret that we announced last week, so it's no longer secret. <laughs> oh, that's right. Less, less secret than less secret than Secret Invasion. Oh, sorry. Less secret than Secret Invasion's release date. Yes. So, anyway, time code's in the description. If you're wanting to listen to us rant about Deadpool 1 or, or chat about Deadpool 2 or skip... The best part of the episode, which I don't know exactly what we're going to talk about this time. What have we been marveling, kids? 
That's a great question. <laughs> Let me I pull up the, my list. I have such a small list. Like, okay. I've been <laughs> It feels like I have a small list, too. I've been occasionally watching some Star Wars stuff, but I'm behind on Mandalorian and Bad Batch. Um, I haven't even started Same. Ted Lasso yet. And, <gasps> oh, man, there's so many shows I'm behind on. But what I have been doing is I've been listening to the audiobook of uh, Brandon Sanderson's The Way of Kings. And let me tell you, that is nice. a very long book. Oh, my gosh. The audiobook, yep. regular speed, is like 44 hours. Uh, <gasps> oh, my God. Goodness gracious. I mean, I don't listen to it regular speed because that's too slow. But uh, I have a lot of hours left. Um, and then I have been working on job applications. <laughs> Does that count? That's a really fun one thing to marvel. <laughs> <laughs> I'll count it. Kudos. Um, <laughs> I've spent most of my time doing two things. Um, replaying Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh gosh. Um, there was an up. There was like a major update, and I wanted to finish where you actually get to finish the game. And I went to play Heaven it. Heaven forbid and that's on the original release. <laughs> Finishing right. the game. Yeah. It's literally called the last chapter. And they're like, all right, we're done now. And so I got on there. My data file was corrupted. So I've got to start. I started from scratch. Oh, man. And so I'm playing that. And I fell into a hole of a TV show. Called New Girl. Mm. New Girl's a good and show. It is hilarious. Uh, me and my roommate were watching it together. I just there's there's so many good episodes. There's so many good cameos. There it's hilarious. Great show. Have you seen the Brooklyn um, Nine Nine crossover episode yet? It's pretty late in the show, I think. No, I'm on like season three. Okay. Have you seen the episode where Winnie the Bish is working on a puzzle? Because that's my favorite episode. <laughs> Wait, who is? Win Winston. Yes. I'm about to do you puzzle. <laughs> and what then it's going to look blind. like when it's done. Winston, it's on the box. It's on the box. It's a Japanese god. <laughs> I can't talk about my favorite episode right uh, on air. I'll have to text you about that one. Why? It's a rated R episode. It was... <laughs> oh, it was the episode where um, they all <laughs> sit, in a Sorry. Uh, sit in a circle and talk about how they lost their virginity. <laughs> oh, mm. <laughs> that one had me on the ground rolling. My goodness. It was funny. Um, but other than that, I've watched History of the World Part 1 and Part 2 now that it's on Hulu. Um, I watched The Prestige. Uh, just a random movie. This is where I leave you. Really, really good. Oh, um, Adam Driver. It's on the top of my watch Adam list. It's got Adam Driver. I have not watched it yet. Yes. Um, I've done Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, and then Chris Boo. part of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Boo again. 
I'm doing it listeners, the uh, Listeners, me and Spencer up. have our reviews of those two movies on our uh, Spotify. We did all Apple. four. We did yes. all four on this podcast. So, <laughs> well, let me rephrase. The first half of Kingdom of Crystal School is great. Maybe even the first two thirds. And then the last third, no one remembers. Listener, I dare you without watching the movie to try to tell me what happens in the third the third court third the last third of kingdom of the crystal skull easy aliens ants aliens no that's it uh no because that's where most of the lego sets came from for that movie so (laughs) i have that movie pretty well ingrained in my mind oh my gosh well to continue the that's, that's all i got to continue the theme of what have we been marveling? None of us have been marveling much this month. <laughs> Specifically just, Marvel. Just Deadpool. Just Deadpool. So so I watched the Deadpools, obviously. Um, I have been watching Ted Lasso season three. It's great, but um, I agree with some people that it's it's been a little while since season two. And so it's a little hard to... it's It's been hard to get moving again with it. Um, still, I'm still committed to it, though. I watched all of Shrinking season one. With mm. Jason Siegel and Harrison Ford. Loved I it. I want to watch that. It is the same writers. It's Brett Goldstein and Bill Lawrence, a.k.a. Ooh. Roy Kent from Ted Lasso, and then the writer of Scrubs and Ted Lasso. So they found out while they were working on Ted Lasso season two that both of them were separately writing uh, comedy shows about therapists. <laughs> so they decided to work on it together, brought Jason Siegel in on the writing team, um, it's very good. It is very adult, though. <laughs> they that's say not, the F-bomb all... almost as much as Deadpool does. That's not a role that I would see Harrison Ford doing. Harrison Ford is perfect for it. And they kind of did it. They kind of sent it to his agent as a joke. And it got all the way to Harrison Ford himself. And he <laughs> met with Brett Goldstein. I saw this interview where they're talking about it. Brett Goldstein, he's Roy Ken, if you remember. We've watched Ted Lasso. He's like... You know, uh, Harrison Ford was working on this little underground movie called Indiana Jones 5. <laughs> and he met him at his house late night. And there's a bunch. He opens the door and he says, best script I ever read. And he's like, he's not talking about our show. There's no way. And he looks at there's like a pile of scripts on the table. And he's like, shrinking this script. Yeah, best script I ever read. <laughs> he's like, so are we done here? And, wow. And Brett, and Brett Goldstein says, yeah, I guess we are. <laughs> He says, do you want to do it? He said, yes. Are we done here? Yes, I think we are. And Harrison Ford says, let's eat. <laughs> let's eat. Um, and the rest is history. So Harrison Ford is fantastic in it. He's a, grump- he's a grumpy old man therapist, which is great for him. <laughs> I'll leave. I won't spoil anything else about the show, but it's really great. And there's a lot of, like, if you're a fan of Scrubs and stuff, there's a lot of fami- there's a lot of familiar faces in general, but... There are some familiar faces from those shows. Uh, I grilled. So after we finished Aragon, I jumped back into Eldest, as I already mentioned. I finished Eldest, and then I cruised through all of Brisinger in like a week and a half. Yeah, you um, read that so fast. Yes, you read that uh, super fast. I don't know how you made it through all the dwarvish politics. That it took me a year <laughs> to read fav- just that's that. That's my favorite part. <laughs> I hated it. It's my favorite part, son. I, just I don't like know why, but politics um, in books is so good. 
Yes. Okay, uh, but I was a middle. I was a middle schooler. Oh yeah. That bored yeah. me as a middle schooler. Oh no no. Now I'd pr- it'd probably be different. I wouldn't have survived. I wouldn't have made it through it. Anyway, I like the dwarves. Actually, I think the dwarves are maybe my favorite part of it, which is uh, weird to say. Anyway, yeah, I cruised to that baby. Since you know they listened the to movie. the. Yeah, I just listened to the audiobook and played FIFA a lot. Um, nice. And walking my dog and stuff. So I'm about 15% of the way through Inheritance. I was going to take a break, and then I was like, I just want to know how it all ends at this point. Um, so it's been it's been okay, but I'm just I need things to be a little less bleak. <laughs> I feel like it's just... <laughs> Like the the book series just can't be any more bleak. They're like you. They're like Aragon. I can't tell if Aragon's like the biggest badass in Alagasia or the biggest weakling. And it's like, oh, he's so great. He's so powerful. The dragons made him all whatever. And oh, but wait, now we have someone who's better than him. Oh no. I, I'm pretty oh, sure. Wow. I'm pretty sure the part of the story that will be less bleak will be the new book, Murtag. I, you can't you can't tell me that. I gotta finish the book I'm in. It's just like, oh, all is lost. In other news, all is lost. All Very is lost. sad. Anyways. Very sad. All is lost. Anyways. Anyways. Um, so it, it's, yeah. Oh, and I finally got Hogwarts Legacy, late birthday present. It's a game. Um, I don't know how to think feel about it yet. I just... I don't know if you guys feel this way. I don't like necessarily like games where you create your own character. Oh, As the main character. I don't think I do. There, but I can't really think of another game where I've done that. But it, So... It, I've tried Skyrim. And it just... I spent way too long trying to perfect my own character and Skyrim's a good example yeah Um, I didn't think about that so there's actually a Lego DC superheroes game where you create your own character and it's it just feels weird because then your character can't talk they can't talk about they can't reference your character by name that's that that's really grinds my gears so like this your character talks but like he's a little bland because Mm. he has lines but it has to be the same lines no matter what what gender background skin color like whatever whatever you design your character to be he's gonna sound like that character no matter Mm. what and so and it gives you choices but it's like, choose this bland statement or this bland statement. Mm-hmm. And then no one says your name ever. Which is like, I would rather have played. I, I would have been okay if he had the same name no matter what. And you could design the character how you want to look like you. So um, anyway, I don't know. That's that's just, that sounds mean. The world is amazing. But everything else is like, it's hard to feel significant or whatever but that's actually interesting I, I, i'm not very far into it either uh, i think i agree with what you said about the having the standard name and then like creating appearances and stuff uh because uh i didn't know what to name my character and i was like harry potter what's like 
kind of similar, but also kind of opposite to Harry Potter. So Tim kind Tanner. of a standard, <laughs> standard first name, and then like a artistic Tim last Hoskill. name. So I, I went with Larry Artist. <laughs> I would have gone with Baldy Carpenter. <laughs> Do you say Larry? So it's probably Artist? good that people aren't calling me by my name. <laughs> hey, Larry. No. <laughs> I said Baldy Carpenter. It's the opposite of a Potter. It's a he's not Harry, and he's not I a just Potter. Can't stop laughing at Larry Artist. That's so good. So I just did Spencer Price, which is fine, but it does it takes me out of it. It does it takes me out of the world. Like I almost, I don't want to start over. Heaven for like no way. But it, it's weird we when it's like Spencer Price says this. I'm like no. <laughs> That's not me. We already know what I'm naming my character whenever I get my hands on the... It's going to be Krangis. Oh, okay. It's it's going to be Krangis. Also, Tim, you are tall, so this is a little different, but the I feel like the character is very tall. I'm like towering over everyone. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I definitely have not with. noticed that. It just well, feels so um, natural to me. <laughs> Yeah, so like, Ab- well, Abby sent me her character, and I'm like, goodness gracious, she's tall. Like, that's way taller than Abby is. Oh, wait, they're all that tall. <laughs> so then every kid in Hogwarts, which is the map so big that there's not that many characters just romping about. They all are one. They all are variations of the design of the character that you did. <laughs> so it's a little uncanny valley, I guess. Um, anyway, have you I'm found s- have you found the werewolf room? No, I haven't found anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to get from one staircase to the next. Okay, <laughs> for <laughs> real. That game, oh my you know gosh! I mean. <laughs> it's like no, you need to go upstairs. Now you need to go to this stair because the stairs don't go all the way up, except for this stairs, which does. <laughs> That's annoying. Anyway. I digress. I said I wasn't going to talk about it on this podcast, and here I just did. But we're going to do an extended review in the Show of Requirement podcast if I ever finish this game. <laughs> but yeah, oh it's, my goodness. Anyway, let's let's talk about let's talk about Deadpool, shall we? No, total spoilers. I'm I'm not going to do non spoilers and spoilers for rewatches. So. Cole, would you like to give us a synopsis of Deadpool 1 to start us off? Yes, I would. Wade Wilson, ex uh, Special Forces, is now a contract killer slash harasser for whoever contacts him. And then he gets diagnosed with terminal cancer and becomes a superhero. L cancer. El Cancer. That's a superhero name. Just kidding. And he falls in love with a hooker slash stripper. Before cancer. And before cancer. Pre-cancer. And as he How's he become a superhero with the cancer? He becomes a cancer with a cancer. <laughs> he um he uh um uh, I don't know, he goes to some weird lab. I don't know. He goes in a tank and can't breathe. So, oh, that's right. 
He can now heal. Uh, so I only watched like the last 30 minutes of this because I had previously started it. And um, I was not cognitive when I previously watched Deadpool. It, take that how you will. <laughs> Had oh, a little bit too spell? much, too much to drink. <laughs> Cole, you're not Oopsie. supposed to drink that much water. <laughs> I know, right? He's too. He's overly Ugh. so. So he's overly hydrated. So Wade Wilson goes to a place <laughs> where he can become quote unquote a superhero, and then um, this scientist named Ajax. He has another name. Scientist. Francis. Francis. Don't do your stuff, Francesca. So he, <laughs> yeah. So he he gives they give Wade a serum which will un- uh, unlock any mutant genes dormant in his DNA. Because I guess it makes sense at that point in time. There's so many mutants that probably everyone is related to a mutant and probably has dormant mm-hmm. or could have more is likely has more dormant mutant genes x gene that doesn't come active in puberty so they have to also i it. hate this part um, about the mutants i just i like it when they just reach puberty and then all of a sudden boom it happens that's well it's got to be it explains it away <laughs> for for wade wilson but yeah i don't like it here so yeah, anyway, so they have to torture him to get it unlocked, and then they put him in a case where he can't breathe, which messes him up. And they they make it so Francis is the only person that can fix his face, although Francis lied about that. And then the movie just kind of goes from there. Any Any opening thoughts about Deadpool 1? Um, Tim Tim loves this it, movie. I love it. I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, okay, so we're, we're going to talk about this a little bit more later, I think. But it, it was made on a very low budget, uh, kind of as a proof of concept originally. And they didn't think it would make very much money. It was like the first R-rated comic book hero film before or after... Uh, blade and so i just don't think there was much story which is kind of okay i mean it was it was mainly used for the vulgar humor and the mm-hmm. action was good i like the action <clears throat> the action was very good i just uh and i i like uh uh tim is it tim miller the director yeah. Yes. Oh, the first. Yeah. One. I mean, I think I think he did great. Uh, this was his director debut, um, so I I liked it. It's just I don't think I would. I can't watch it and then like a week later watch it again. Like I, no. I need a lot of time in between rewatches. I have to agree. I think I the could... first one is not is a little rough on the palate for me. Like the first one, I always feel like I need to take a shower afterwards. The second one, <laughs> the second one is a lot more rewatchable for me. I think I've seen this first one at most three times now. Once oh, in the theater I, so, and now twice after. 
And I have the DVD. I, <laughs> I love the first movie. I will rewatch it as many times as I possibly can. I just love the jokes. I love the action. It's it's just so quotable. It, there's a lot of memorable parts in this movie, to me at least. And it's just, it's hilarious. I think the, yeah, I think the budget is a, it is amazing that they made this on the budget that they did. Mm-hmm. And that marketing campaign, I mean, it's literally the mint mobile of superhero movies in both that they just, it's just Ryan Reynolds doing ads for free. It was an amazing marketing campaign. That's pretty funny too, because it basically got bought by uh, Disney and Marvel, just like Mint Mobile got bought by T-Mobile. Genius! They made so much money um, off that deal. They bought. I think they bought Mint Mobile for, for a billion. Yeah, it is not worth like a billion. It's not worth a billion. So kudos to Ryan Reynolds. I just saw something, so I looked up what did. Do you guys know what Deadpool One's budget was? Mm-mm. Fifty-eight uh, million dollars. Can, can we make? Dang it. I was going to guess 80. I'm sorry. 58? Okay, so, yeah, 58. The Wolverine, which we're going to talk about later, the Wolverine is more than double the budget of Deadpool 1. Yeah. The Wolverine was 120 million. Man, most of that budget went to making Silver Samurai. (laughs) (laughs) I think... I don't know. I don't know how they did. There's a fair amount of CGI in this, but it's what it's like the trick CGI where you wouldn't really notice it. So the main what two things, the? yeah. What the? <laughs> f- um, mostly Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead, but <laughs> you can see that she only does like three things. And I don't know if you guys Hold knew on, this. Let me send a tweet. I don't know if you know this, but Deadpool's eyes. Yeah. Yes. Most of his mask. So, um, I, this is a great thing to watch listeners. You guys might've already seen this, but on David Letterman's Netflix show, my next guest needs no introduction, which is, he just goes and hangs out at people's houses and talks to them for a long Mm -hmm. time. He goes to Ryan Reynolds house and they make wood fire pizza and Ryan Reynolds talks a lot about a lot of stuff, but he talks a ton about Deadpool and Green Lantern. And that's where I learned that they they not only did they did the eyes, they decided to do the eyes in post to add in more expression. And then they also did re-recordings of a lot of his dialogue just before the movie released. <laughs> so the references would be just like coinciding with the current, make the super current, which is just mm-hmm. genius. Uh, on the YouTube channel Corridor Crew, they had Tim Miller on, and he talked yep. about the uh, the mask and the eyes, uh, and just I mean, again, this was his director debut. Before that, he was uh, a CGI artist, and and so I think having that background helped a lot with the budget. Uh, just be, I think he was able to bring down the special effects costs, and just yeah. he knew what he could do and what couldn't be done. Yeah, I think it would be really... I think they need to use that guy more. Like, they really kicked him to the curb for Deadpool 2. And he did Terminator, but he's clearly... Yeah. He clearly knows CGI really well. Like, 
the CGI in Deadpool 2 is not as good. Coloss- I, especially watching them both in the same weekend. I also ate a chimichanga this weekend to celebrate. <laughs> but it was clear that it was much more clear to me. I didn't realize this on previous that Colossus doesn't look as good in Deadpool 2 as he does in Deadpool 1. He doesn't. And also Joggernaut yeah. is not the best. No. Also voiced by Ryan Reynolds. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to rip you in half. Yeah. I can't feel my legs. <laughs> oh, now I can. There's a lot of good effects in the second one. I mean, it had a bigger budget. Mm-hmm. Almost double uh, the budget of the first one. The the special effects stuff that I had an issue with in the second one was in the slow motion. I think mainly Domino, maybe some Deadpool, but like when cars were crashing and stuff, it, it looked really weird. Yeah. So what I want to talk about in Deadpool one did it better. (laughs) What I want to talk. Yeah. What I want to talk about in Deadpool one is the opening sequence. It is (laughs) magnificent. It is really well done. The slow-mo, the, uh, all of the references to the movie ahead of time, like featuring a gratuitous cameo and, (laughs) and like, and we'll talk about the test footage later, but, the fact that they not they didn't do the exact test footage. They did a, a re-rendering, like a new kind of revamped version of it with more special with more like scale to it, I guess. Yeah. And I, I mean my favorite maybe my favorite line of the whole first one is when they're crashing upside down. Oh did I leave the stove on? Did I leave the stove on? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got Crimes the, right the disease. Meet the cure. This, this guy guy's got the right idea. idea. He wore the brown pants. <laughs> and the, yeah, and so the first one has a lot of those like classic jokes, I guess, that when I think about it, I do think I think the first one might be more quotable. I think I think my favorite think part about it. in this section of the movie is the the opening credits. Uh how it says like directed by some random guy or the villain yeah. or something like that. It's just it's cheeky humor. There's a Green Lantern trading card yeah. in the slow-mo. <laughs> Gosh, there's so much I love about this movie. It's really hard to pin down. I think one of my favorite scenes is everything where he's making fun of Colossus. Um, especially after Colossus like handcuffs him to it to himself. You ever seen 127 hours? Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> ah, cringes! He bit me when I tried to do that. <laughs> I'm throwing you. Um, And then it's like, and then obviously, which timeline are we in? Uh, is Professor X McAvoy or Stewart? Um, big empty house. It's like the studio couldn't afford more X-Men. Which was very true in the first one, not true in the second one. <laughs> I hate it though, that I, and kind of love it. But this is the best Colossus that we've gotten in, on a film, right? Because Colossus and the, uh, the other one sucked. Yeah, I mean, he was like fine that. for for the movie we got. But come on, it's <laughs> Colossus. They had a good writing team. Yeah, they knew what they yes. were doing. 
with all of this. And Ajax is a lame villain, but he is important in the origin of Deadpool. And so they made him a little more menacing, I guess. I actually talk about him. I I liked him as a villain for Deadpool because they had uh, interesting power sets to complement each other. Uh, Like Deadpool can heal from anything and Ajax can't feel pain uh, and has better reflexes. But whatever that means, they had they were fighting the same. Uh, But it was just interesting because one could just heal and the other couldn't feel a thing. So it would just fight on and on. Yeah, what's the what's the quote he said? Uh, I hope that what they uh, what you say about not being able to feel a single nerve in your body because I'm gonna go looking. <laughs> Love that. Uh, he does make. I great. just I just realized how many Canada references. I'm looking at all these quotes from <laughs> Deadpool one and two, but I'm thinking about Deadpool two with the Canadian references. But you're welcome, Canada. This is like in the first, he, he sneaks in so many, but this is like in the yes. first scene where he gets, Fra- he gets Francis. A hush falls over the crowd as rookie sensation Wade W. Wilson out of Regina, Saskatchewan, winds up the shot. <laughs> and that's why Regina rhymes with fun. Oh, Alan, I found the joke. I, I found the quote you're looking for. I hope they block pain to your every last nerve because I'm going to go looking. I'm going to go looking. Um, what other? There's another good quote. Uh, oh, with Blind Owl. Blind Owl is something. Oh, Blind Owl. <laughs> she's like Batman, or she's like Robin to my Batman. Except we all know that Robin loves Batman. I hope uh, at the end where he's leaving her, just want you to know that I've got fifty kilos of cocaine right next to the cure of blind cure for blindness somewhere in this apartment. <laughs> Want to get effed up? <laughs> so, how do you guys feel about Weasel? No. Like, uh, I thought, I thought he time, was funny when the movie first came out. Every time he was making jokes, I was like, it feels like they stopped the movie for, for like, a skit show. But yes. it, it's It's just nonsense humor. Yeah, it's like I an think avocado had sex with an older, angry avocado. It wasn't just like <laughs> it was angry sex. <laughs> um, I think isn't Ti Miller canceled or something now? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I think so. I don't know what he did. Speaking of canceled, I don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going on with Jonathan Majors yet at the time of recording. But oh, <laughs> oh, this. Uh, speaking of also canceled this plot twist a, last episode last marvel monthly we said the avengers are screwed now we're saying kang is screwed <laughs> by the actor uh the character uh he's listed just as the recruiter but the guy who actually comes to wait after he gets cancer and is like hey you want to become a superhero uh when i saw him during this rewatch i was like that guy looks like He's from you know him. Galaxy Quest. He's from and Galaxy I just looked Quest. it up during this, and I was like, Galaxy he Quest. Is. I was right. He's also in oh Chuck. My gosh. Yes, he is. Oh yeah. He was the nervous uh, spy, the fake nervous bad spy <laughs> guy on the uh, Black Friday episode. I think. Oh my goodness! Almost said Good Friday. That is not the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> So, 
um, I'm gonna I'm gonna move us to a segment specifically for this episode. Scenes I would have rather not been in the movie. Um, <laughs> as Cole said, the small hand for sure. <laughs> I was not in the room. Thankfully, I was walking around the house apartment or something, and Isabel saw the um, hmm, the pleasuring himself scene. <laughs> with the unicorn you weren't supposed to see that yep so uh she was like oh my gosh (laughs) i was like oh yeah so that was bad um and then of course the montage with vanessa Uh, yeah it was really bad in high school when i saw it not as bad i'm a a grown man now it's still i still would rather not see it this was the first R-rated movie that I saw in saw uh, in theaters. Right. And my mom drove me to it, dropped me off, and then went home and read a review and she's like, "You just watched what movie?" It's like, "Mom, it's not it was not that bad." It it was kind of <laughs> that bad. <laughs> no, not as bad. She read a super conservative um, review of it and it's it was not that bad she was it was like full frontal nudity of ryan reynolds and i was like mm, no nope, we never saw his dingleberries we did see his butt though we saw his butt but we in also fact we saw, saw ryan reynolds cgi butt in the second one <laughs> it's almost <gasps> it's almost as bad as modok's butt we saw two we saw two <laughs> Oh, I didn't think about that, but yeah. So we saw Ryan Reynolds, but CGI, butt twice in the second one. Guys, we've seen too many superheroes butts <laughs> on this podcast. Yes, yes. Because I think we're gonna see Wolverine's butt. Yes, no, that was in no. Days of Future Past. Wait. Yes, correct. Yeah, you're right. So we already saw it. <laughs> yeah yes um there's just a lot of interesting things in this quote list too where like he's talking to vanessa about their childhood vanessa said daddy left before (laughs) i was born daddy left before i was conceived before i was conceived that's not possible (laughs) it's just the humor like that that makes this movie so endearing to me i'm like oh my gosh this is so funny I think play. I think it the story. I think the story wise, they played their cards really right by having a really central theme story. Like, there's no. In other movies, we're like trying to debate what is the theme or what's the moral of the story. And these, Deadpool just straight up tells you right at the beginning. He's like, "This is a love story," <laughs> and that came out on Valentine's. Like, it's a Valentine's Day. I would say it's a Valentine's Day movie, maybe more than a lot of oh, Valentine's yeah. Day movies. I actually wrote out the quote because my you're probably thinking my boyfriend said this was a superhero movie, but that guy in the red suit just turned that other guy into a effing kebab. Well, I may be super, but I'm no hero. And yeah, technically this is a murder, but some of the best love stories start with a murder. And that's exactly what this is, a love story. And to tell it right, I got to take you back to long before I squeeze this hat into red spandex. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think they I just agree. go a I, little I think, more. Go ahead. I, I think it was good for them to go with a central theme for both of these movies, uh, mainly because uh, when when you think of 
Deadpool comic runs. Uh, I'm I, I'm not super into his comics, but the only one I can think of of an actual story run is Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, which is a great my run. My favorite, but it was a yeah, great run. Like you can't really translate that into a movie, and so I think it's oh, still yes, good to like have central aspects of his character, but then have a a central theme to center the movie around. Uh, the only other quotes I wanted to mention. I wrote down was a uh, dope. Well, I love Dopinder first. He's okay. And he's fun in the second one, but he's really good in this first one because of him just meeting Deadpool for the first time. Like, why the fancy red suit, Mr. Pool? Oh, because it's Christmas day, Dopinder. And after him, after someone on my naughty list, naughty list. <laughs> and so it's, I just want to know if it hasn't, if it doesn't get said ever again, in this episode that Ryan Reynolds might be the perfect comic book casting for a character. Yes. Period. Bar none. Yes. I can't think of anyone I'd put up against him. And it's the best comic book suit, too. Yes. I, I really liked him as Hal Jordan. <laughs> that, that almost felt serious, Tim. <laughs> uh, I'll let you guys guess if I was serious or not. <laughs> well, I think Ryan Reynolds is a great actor. I think he has range, but this is what he was built. To, this is what he was made to do. <laughs> he was made to do this. And th- honestly, this movie wouldn't have been made without him. So I just want to make one more note that the, uh, the last scene, the Ajax versus Deadpool fight at the end, like Tim mentioned is, is probably my favorite fight in the movie. But there's a lot of good ones, and it's really it's very good, and I really like how it all how it all pans out. Um, ratings, I think I don't remember what I gave this originally. There's a lot of raunchiness and a lot of goriness. The second one mostly just goriness. So I think I'd give this like an eight out of ten for that, I just because it, I'm not going to go back and rewatch this often. Um, I'd give it a. I'd give it an eight out of 10 as well. Maybe an, I'll go with a nine. I'll just one up you. I'll go with a nine. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, You don't have to give this. Don't, don't fall into peer pressure, Tim. I love a good story, guys. I'm going to go with a seven. Just, just because I think it could have had a better story. But I mean, I don't think I was going into this expecting a good story either. I'll go with the seven. Tim, was this your first time watching it? Nah, second. No. Oh, okay. I didn't think so. Both both of I, these uh, I've watched now twice. Last last thing I wanted to mention about the story, I guess, is the the parts where he is having cancer and it actually goes and gets a little serious for a bit. And I think that was a good. There's a good, good tonal move. shift to yeah. every all the wackiness. So, uh, just a little bit. If you don't know, um, it got made basically because they started producing some test footage. They put some test footage together, and someone leaked it on the internet. The, I don't know how did that happen. The odds are that it was Ryan Reynolds himself, but they it could have been anyone because it's it's great. You should watch the test footage, but it's pretty much just the movie. 
uh, with Ryan Reynolds voicing the character and everything. So they proved like, oh, we can actually do it. And then there was a lot of risks. The studio was not on board for most of the process. They almost didn't get the end of the trailer where he inhales the gun smoke and goes, I'm touching myself tonight. That almost, <laughs> they really, the studio, there's a lot of stuff Tim Miller was talking about how his, the studio was like, oh, that's not funny. I didn't get it. And that like, that was like all over the internet for a very long time. Like that was really great. And then of course, what, like we said, it was just budgeting at its finest. So they, they made it, they made $782 million, just a little bit below passion of the Christ as Deadpool referenced in the second movie. <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't know that. In the second movie, he goes, he says, Jesus at yeah, one point. And then now. he looks towards the camera. And he goes, passion of the Christ. Deadpool was domestically. <laughs> At least domestically. So I think Deadpool actually might have won in the international box office. I think it did. <laughs> but it's just hilarious. Until Joker, it was the biggest R-rated movie of all time. Oh, geez. I wish this was the Sorry, I brought that better up. rated R-rated film. Oh. Yeah. There is I nothing hope- wrong with Joker. All right. I love that movie. Uh, I just wanted to connect some dots here. Uh, so, I, man, so there's like some loose threads in the James McAvoy X-Men films and the New Mutants. Oh, this is a good thing to bring up. This yeah. One. Uh, so I think it was in Dark. We're just talking Phoenix? about Deadpool one, right? Uh, no, actually, Deadpool two. Well, okay, actually. Well, you could- Probably more Deadpool 2, but, um, so, uh, okay, so I think it was in Dark Phoenix, uh, they went to the compound thing, and, uh, Wolverine was let loose, and then at the very end of that movie, they went and got Weapon X blood, oh, shoot, that was Apocalypse, yeah, but they got his Because I remember that. Um, and the guy who got it was, had a briefcase that said Essex. Uh, then in New Mutants, um, the lady doctor in charge of the whole thing yes. was working for Essex. The The yellow suits in X-Men First Class, very similar to uh, Teenage Mutant, Teenage, Negasonic Teenage, <laughs> War, uh, Negasonic Mutant, Teenage Negasonic Mutant, Teenage, what the Oh my gosh, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Um, <laughs> Uh, but the suit that was were her very Deadpool similar. two suit, right? I think she had a new suit for Deadpool two. I yeah, can't remember. They... Oh yeah, one was black. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yellow was in two. Um, so I think they're, I think they're in the same universe, but that's a that's a very loose connection. But in two, um, uh, the orphanage that Russell was in was connected to Essence Corporation. Uh, which is also mm-hmm. the same. Uh, and who is in charge of Essence Corporation? Mr. Sinister. We were so close to Mr. Sinister. There was also another film that had a... Oh, right. This connects to... Um, so there was a video clip in New Mutants, which is from the same compound that... Uh, Laura, that's two, three from Logan was from 
in Oklahoma. Um, and so I think New Mutants was kind of connected to Logan, um, which means this is all kind of connected through Essex, which means that Patrick Stewart is kind of just the older version of Patrick or of McAvoy, uh, Charles and Xavier. Kind of a weird connection, but um, yeah, I think there was a deleted scene with with uh, Hugh Grant cameoing as like Mister Sinister, but I don't remember which one that was. What? I, I think it was a deleted okay. scene too. I'll have to look up that. That's unconfirmed, but I'll look that up again. But yeah, yes, yeah, there's some asset stuff. Very yeah, maybe maybe we'll get Mr. Sinister in Deadpool three, although it might be a Miss Sinister. Cause I think the there was a, that actress was cast as oh, the villain, but they didn't yeah. say who the villain was gonna be. It it could be anybody, but they said that the lady was cast as a villain, so it could be a different villain, but we don't know a lot about Deadpool three yet. Um I'm gonna take a little pit stop before we talk about MCU references, because there are more than you'd think. In fact, sometimes in some ways, there's more references to the MCU than like some MCU movies. Um, I so I did a little research on Ajax or Francis. Um, so his current alias is Abyss Man, but Ajax is one of his other uh, names. His name is Francis Fanny in the comics. <laughs> so it's even worse. In the movie, they made him Francis Freeman, I think. So, uh, long story short, he was an enforcer for the bigger guy that ran the Weapon X. Ran the ran a place called the Workshop, which was a hospice for failed super soldiers of the mm-hmm. Weapon X project. And so, Wade Wilson, he he was basically the strong arm. Francis was the strong arm for him, and he messed up. He he got ones that stepped out of line which included Wade Wilson. Uh, his He had also been modified by Killebrew, the, the guy in charge of the workshop. His nerves had been removed for better pain management. He had enhanced strength and intuitive capability. And then he also got implants for super speed and agility. So similar, but different. Um, and then Deadpool does pretty much the same thing. He he goes through goes on a killing spree to kill Francis. Somehow Francis survived because comics. And so he resurfaced years later as Ajax when he hunted down and killed many of the surviving members of Weapon X to exact revenge on Deadpool. And then uh, he also successfully killed Deadpool. Apparently. Of course, Deadpool can't really die, though. So then um, eventually, long story short, Deadpool killed... Yeah, he killed Ajax again by snapping his neck. So he really killed him. But then later, he also had a brief rebirth because Ajax was retrieved from hell by eternity and death, the cosmic entity, because there's a comic where Thanos and Deadpool are both on a quest to find death and death, death and eternity bring back Ajax to throw him off their trail. So then it just, uh, Ajax comes back and he goes by the title Abyss Man. So, and that's actually the sh- one of the shortest Marvel pages I've seen. 
Anyway, fun stuff. Also, it was pretty interesting watching this movie after uh, Shazam 2, because every time Francis talks to Deadpool, he's like, say my name. What's my name? I was like, Shazam! Shazam! I kind of thought Russell was going to say that in the second one. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Okay, so MC references. There's uh, the pizza box Wade orders in the beginning of the movie is from a store called Famous Feige's. <laughs> direct reference to Kevin Feige. There I've are two. Sp- very, you can find I've got a very soft spot for you too. Wait a two Spider-Man references, not necessarily MCU. Deadpool says he used to look like Ryan Reynolds before he got bitten by a radioactive Sharpay, and then later in the movie he refers to himself as the friendly neighborhood pool guy. Uh, in the end credit scene, which I love. The first ones, re- both of them are really great. But he's like, you're still here? It's the Ferris Bueller. It's over. Go home. Go oh, you're expecting a teaser for Deadpool 2. Well, we don't have that kind of money. What are you expecting? Sam Jackson show up with an eye patch and a saucy le- little leather number? Go, go. It's <laughs> a direct reference to Iron Man 1. But I will say. And they will say. We have, we're going to have cable. They didn't have the balls to do Kira Knightley, though. And that's that makes me nope. sad. Everyone thought it they does. were really going to do it. And then I don't remember the actual quote, but Deadpool, when he's talking about brand duel, brand deals and superheroes, he talked about moving from solo movies to larger <laughs> ensemble films, which is obviously <laughs> like directly MCU. Yeah. And to be honest, I feel like Ryan Reynolds slash the team was like always building towards Wolverine and Deadpool being a movie, no matter what they Wolverine, Hugh Jackman and Wolverine said. Um, so in this one, obviously they're like, whose balls did I have to fondle to get my own movie? Rhymes with Pulverine. It's got some smooth criminals <laughs> down under. Down under. And then of course Hugh Jackman's Hugh Jackman's face mask from the magazine. <laughs> like if that's not obvious, I don't know what it is. Staple to his forehead. So <laughs> that's all we have from Deadpool One. Let's talk about Deadpool Two. Uh, I'll transition us by saying I love that the first one's a love story about love, and the second one is a family film, which of course is not is not a family film. <laughs> no. I'll start by saying I think Deadpool Two is the perfect sequel. It follows on what it follows yes. up on what is promised in the first one. It expands new characters. The characters change. Even Deadpool changes. It's funny. He dies. And it kind of, it cu- it, he does die. And it, it kind of cuts the bits that are extraneous from the first one. Minus the, the little like, an- scene, which I hated. There was one scene that I forgot to act- add to your list. It's the one scene that I personally don't care for for the first film. Um, the strip club. Yeah. Even though too. it does have Stan Lee. It does oh, have yeah. Stan Lee. You blatantly see breasts in that scene. It's bad. Yes. I forgot about that. Anyways, continue. It's a gratuitous cameo. You know, Stanley's not in the second one, is he? He was... Yes, he's on a... He's on a... Um, he's painted onto a um, side of a building. That's not... And then in the... Well, but then in the um, re-release, Once Upon a Deadpool, um, they have Rest in Peace Stanley 
spray painted under it. So I love the second one. Cable's great. <laughs> Story's great. Russell's okay. It was right after uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, so that actor was just like in the zeitgeist. Pun unintended. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to say about the second one. There's a lot of great references. It's really funny. But it's more gory somehow than the first one. I think it's more gory. There's so much blood and brains and heads. I I would say Domino was was the best part about Deadpool 2. I agree. And Zazzy Zazzy Beats? Zazzy Beats, I think is her name. Yeah. Is a great actress. Um, I want to see her come back. She was in Joker. In Deadpool 3. She was in... I hope so. Uh, Joker. uh, She was most recently in um, History of the World Part 2. She was Mary Magdalene. Slash Yoko Ono. Great. Like, at the same same time. Nice. All right. (laughs) Standard Mel Brooks... Fair. Yes. It was great. But she's you know, great. We do get to see, Lux somehow we see more of the X-Men universe, but we also don't learn more about the connection. No. <laughs> yeah. We do see the McAvoy team, though. Mm-hmm. All the characters. <laughs> Just closing the door. And he's riding around on the X wheelchair. You know... <laughs> Honestly, what I, I forget about the, using Cerebro. What I forget about the second Deadpool is that we actually see Wade a lot more than Deadpool. Mm-hmm. It's like Wade, oh, that like was, eighty. That it's w- like ugly Ryan Reynolds Wade, like eighty a lot of the movie, <laughs> maybe fifty percent of it. Yeah, I noticed good- in the second one that I I when unless he had the collar on. It looked mostly like normal Ryan Reynolds. Like there was mm-hmm. some starring, but when he had the collar on, I liked that out. better. I liked that much better, um, which could have been a way to save money uh, or just because his healing wasn't enhanced. I, I don't know, but I, I liked it better when he was either at his master on or just straight up stars. You know, Spencer, when you were talking about how this movie feels like more part of the Etsmin universe, and yet it, it's really not, it, it made me think of another comparison to Shazam. Because uh, Shazam <laughs> is like part of the DCEU, but also kind of its own side thing, with characters mm-hmm. appearing from the DCEU, but kind of not really. And maybe it going into the future of the DCU, but we're not sure yet. And uh, it's very much like Deadpool. Uh, Like, there's some characters that we see from the X-Men, and then it's probably going into the Avengers stuff, Uh, and both films are family films. It's a a very interesting uh, comparison I just made, and I don't know if I like it. Well, yeah, that's a good point, because Deadpool 1 is uh, Birds of Prey. Oh, gosh. DCEU. They're the same. (laughs) They're so similar. And then Deadpool 2 is Shazam 2. (laughs) I feel like business deals, like, 
you know about them so much earlier than the public does. Oh, they probably yeah. knew when making this reasonably that it was going to happen. Like Disney was going to buy Fox. And so I feel like they anticipated that with a lot of these references. Especially, and we know that too because it's not Deadpool making the references, it's Wade. So they can't CGI that. <laughs> they can't re, they can't do re voiceovers like they did in the first one. Uh, I wrote down, don't forget to mention Deadpool <laughs> directly says X Men is a comparison of racism in the 60s. <laughs> that it was. That's, that's the other thing that I like about the second one, even more than the first one, is that he directly references the real world where he talks about Juggernaut and loving his comics. And then he talks about Cable, very short, 5'11", definitely different from the comics. Just <laughs> eye rolls, but I love it. It is oh a lot, goodness. though. Like, I am, like, watching both of these back-to-back, -back, I'm like, oh, that was a lot of self-referential everything. <laughs> fourth I wall wanted... break inside of a fourth wall break, that's like... A 16, 16 wall walls. Break. I want to see Deadpool and She-Hulk do something. I, want, yes! I wish he had. I wish Deadpool had been in She-Hulk. Ow! I don't know because now there's rules for She-Hulk's uh, fourth wall breaks. Is that she just goes into the studio and does whatever she wants? And Deadpool's is just he's insane. I I I I just. Ah, they're not the same. I don't know if no. they would, if they would interact well, or you if Deadpool too? knows She Hulk goes to the studio and does whatever she wants and talks about that. I guess that could maybe work. Like, I think uh, She Hulk's a step beyond Deadpool. Then, yeah. Mm-hmm. She is more, she's even more coherent of herself being a character. Well, Deadpool knows he's fictional, but that's it. Like, he firmly lives in the world that he is in, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say Deadpool would definitely be on the side of She-Hulk, though. <laughs> X-Men, so archaic. <laughs> <laughs> X-Force <laughs> X-People <laughs> And not necessarily She-Hulk specifically But She-Hulk as a show <laughs> I don't know what to begin with I love when he just blatantly kills the He's doing the speech from the first one Four or five one. seconds And then he Four blatantly five moments. And then he just blatantly kills the guy <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think of the prison sequence? Today's not one of them. Uh the the prison the was The icebox. I I loved it actually. I think it really hi highlighted Cable's power set cuz I mean Oh we, yes. The audience didn't really know much about Cable. Uh, it was really good there. Uh and then the fight scene between Deadpool and Cable was really good. Uh, when uh, when Deadpool's arm gets break broken in like five times, and then he get, just wraps it around Cable's neck and chokes him with his own arm. Uh, it shows how powerful Deadpool is because he pretty much took on Cable without any of his gear. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So dark and brooding. Are you sure you don't belong in the DC universe? Also, dubstep <laughs> fight music is always awesome. <laughs> I guess dub- uh, I guess he- dubstep. I guess he can't kill dubstep. <laughs> and it came back. <laughs> oh, I love the I love the X Men Origins reference too, where he ki- he slices one bullet, but then he can't do it for the rest of them. <laughs> really good i like ow there was a there was a reference um to x-men origins in the first movie where he has an action figure of the bad yep wade wilson um but i like the train sequence where he's like all right one-eyed willie (laughs) as a reference to goonies yeah Um, and then there was like in the trailer where he is going like attacking him with slow motion with his crotch, he goes, all right, Thanos, I got two more stones that you're looking for. I don't know I if that's in the, that in the movie. Yeah, they didn't. It's keep not it. in the movie. So okay. I think the I think the the tram slash car sequence is the best part of the movie. Like from the sky, mm-hmm. from the skydive where everyone dies except <laughs> Domino and Deadpool all the way. Except I mean, it was gross. That was gross. But the actual like fight scene is is fantastic. Go home, sugar bear. <laughs> I love love Josh Brolin though. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could think of anyone that would have been better. Uh, I don't know about time. I don't know Kira about <laughs> I don't know about better, but there's some others that that uh, probably could have done as good. Ron Perlman, um, okay, Scott, Scott, nah, no, um, Scott Atkins from Avatar, guy from Avatar. Oh, no, yeah, not Scott Atkins. I don't like him, but that's because I don't like. It's just because Avatar. Who was I thinking of? (laughs) Well, Gerard Butler wouldn't have been bad, but he has a weird American accent, so I would have cut him because of that. Yeah. Um, Is that his American accent's weird as heck? I would make him just keep his whatever his native accent is Irish, I think. Um, Scott, he's Scottish. Okay, who am I thinking uh, of? Mel Gibson. No, he's he would have been good, but he's old. <laughs> he's old. <laughs> Same for Dolph Lundgren. So funny. Mel Gibson would have been really what? good. Like Josh Brolin's good because he's a younger Mel Gibson. I mean, really, Josh Brolin is a young Tommy Lee Jones. Ooh, ooh, yes. Vin Diesel. Ooh, write that, that down. The, write that down. <laughs> that yeah, Howard Stark. Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Which why is that? It's like my favorite favorite MCU reference to make. <laughs> Cole and I just love Phase One references that are really old and no one yes. remembers. It's too much to ask for both. Write that down. <laughs> I will say. I say, is it too much to ask for both on like a weekly basis and nobody gets it? And I'm like, I hate everybody. Oh, one of my favorite quotes in Deadpool 2 is toward the end when uh, Cable goes back in time to save uh, Deadpool. And then Deadpool's like, you you did it for me. And Cable's like, you did it for me. And then Deadpool's like, all right, (laughs) I'll flip a coin. Heads, you did it for me. Tails, you did it for me. Flips the coin. I'm not even going to look because you did it for me. <laughs> he does that. I like that one. And I like also when he's meeting Domino 
And he's like, oh, yeah. no, it isn't. Let's, let's be in the middle and say, no, it isn't. No. Yeah. <laughs> and then can, can we all, all... that whole scene, it's time to get back on LinkedIn. <laughs> um, when they take on Peter. Oh, no. <laughs> What's your yeah. superpower? Yeah, Peter. Oh, I don't have one. It just looked like fun. You're in. You're in. Drop into the background. <laughs> no! <laughs> what do you guys think about um about this about uh Peter being an older not bit by spider Peter Parker? <laughs> what? You haven't what? heard that? No. I've heard, but I just thought he looked there's... like Ted Lasso. <laughs> no, there's a there is a like a fan theory that Peter in Deadpool 2 is Peter Parker that never got bitten by a spider and just grew old. And that's why Deadpool hired him <laughs> and loves him. I would like to see a Deadpool and Spider-Man movie, but that'll oh, never happen. That'll never. Yeah, that'll never. It'll happen. never happen. It'd be way too much. We can't. I mean, we can't we can't cross the streams for that. There's much. that it is, there's it that is episode too much to ask for both. There's that cross episode streams, in Ryan Ultimate Spider Man. Uh it's a good the best episode of Ultimate Spider Man with uh Spider Man and Yes. Deadpool. I quote that episode as well. <laughs> Booby traps. <laughs> you said traps. Whack <laughs> I was thinking about this going to this episode. There is um there's a point where comic book characters are almost bigger than the universe they're in themselves. So mm-hmm. Spider-Man is one of those where it's like even if you're not a Marvel fan, people know who Spider-Man is. And all of, like if you yeah. say with great power comes great responsibility, everyone knows it's Spider-Man. And the only like Hawk I would say Deadpool is the other one of those. For the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's know, why these movies were so successful. I I think I disagree. Um, I think I think Spider-Man and Batman are the two most popular heroes. Well, Superman, Superman. probably too. I was uh, going to say Super and Batman. Probably... Superman and Batman were those for the DC Universe. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's because there's been so many movies with them. Uh... And, like, I, I don't think Spider-Man was actually that popular outside of the comic books circle until the Raimi movies. And I don't think Deadpool mm. was actually that popular until the Deadpool movie. I don't think many people knew him before that. I would disagree Not because the Deadpool did. game. There is a Deadpool game. He was in a lot of media play before it. the movie. I want to play it so bad. I had it in my hands once, and they told me, nah, you don't want that. It's a horrible game. Anyway, that was... Um, not entirely that's wrong. Just, <laughs> but that's, that's just a theory of mine. It's just like, it, do, it almost yeah. feels like he's above the universe that he's in. Like, so when Spider-Man is like, or like Superman and Batman, they're characters, and then they're interacting with DC Universe characters even though they're part of the DC universe. And so Deadpool kind of gives me that feeling. And that's probably how he'll be when he's in an MCU thing, whenever that happens. Mm -hmm. 
hopefully soon. Oh, uh, oh man, we should talk about Deadpool three. But first, um, I felt like, uh, when in Deadpool two, when he was like going all international and fighting all these groups of people, <laughs> I, I love felt that like part. that easily could have been like. Uh, references to aim or hydra but they probably Mm -hmm. they didn't have the rights to those so they could have hinted at something but um in the first Uh, one i got blood in my eye (laughs) in the first one they did (laughs) reference uh like he was about to kill a guy and then he's like bob is that you bob i i mean there's a comic book character hydra bob uh so i think that was a reference to that but it was yeah i I think they, they could have done some more references. Jacksonville, but... TGI Friday. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> How is your wife? I actually got that reference this time, and then they didn't kill Bob, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He killed everyone else. <laughs> Bob? Bob. Uh, any other thoughts about the second one? So many good things. The end credits. We should probably talk about that. <laughs> Fantastic. I love the end credits. Turn back We're totally time. They're totally naming our kids Cher. I think it was a good gag, but I don't know. Uh, I think they're going to shoehorn it in to make Deadpool 3 using the same gadget. I think so. I think so. My only final thoughts, I guess, You're, is that I want dead. I want Domino and Cable to come back. Yeah, and I don't know yeah. if they will. I don't want that to be. I want the the trilogy to be together. Mm-hmm. And I think they have I, the ability to do that. And it's the writers from Deadpool one and two writing Deadpool three. Well, they've. I want Colossus back too. I want Colossus yeah. back too. So the writing team, and then what's his face? Not Sean Mendes. That's a singer. Oh, who's the director of Deadpool 3? He did Free Guy and Adam oh, Project. Uh, and Stranger Things. Sean Levy? Yes, Sean Levy. Mm-hmm. Also, they did make a one Stranger Things reference in the second one. He calls her L. He, no, he says, zip yes. it, 11. Yeah, zip it, 11. Yeah. Zip it, So. L. Uh, I think Deadpool 2 is an easy 9 out of 10 for me. Because it took out mostly toddler legs Boo. aside, it took out the parts I didn't like about the first one, and it's Ugh. it's a it's got the heart of the it's got the heart of the first one again, even more so maybe with the idea of like the the family storyline, and it's got two awesome new characters to it. I'll give it a. I give it. I'll give it an eight and a half. I'll stick with an eight. Keep it. Whoa. Keep it round. Whoa. Interesting. Whoa. It's a good thing no one's keeping track of our ratings because these would our ratings for movies would be crazy. <laughs> There's I no distance for these. I have the IMDb app and I keep track of most shows and movies I watch and rate them. I'm just too lazy to look it up right now. And of course it takes, it changes over time, but I'm kind of curious as to how, if they have like a statistic thing for that. 
I tried to I tried to do that on Letterboxd, but I just I can't keep up with it and my ratings for movies change so much. Me too. Mm-hmm. So we got a lot more MC. Don't have an hour it got made. They made a lot of money from the first one and they got more money and made a second one. Nothing else to be said there. MCU references, and then we'll talk about Deadpool 3. So towards the beginning, he kills the guy with the money case, and he goes, ooh, let's see Captain America do that. Um, <laughs> in the prison, he's talking about being just filled with cancer. He's giving me a bow and arrow, and I'm basically Hawkeye. Um, and then during the cable fight, uh, Fire Fist, Russell asks what happened. He said, what happens is you pissed off a grumpy old effer with a winter soldier arm. <laughs> I oh. don't I don't know if this is a direct reference, but playing ACDC Thunderstruck during the skydive has to be a direct reference to Iron Man 2. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I'll also in the trailer, because I watched that trailer so many times. Um, when they revealed Cable and they didn't CGI the arm, like right off the heels of Justice League. And then it's like, guys, it's not that hard. It's not like you're trying to remove a mustache off of somebody's face. Forgot about that. That was really well done. It's not an <laughs> MC reference, but uh, he says to Domino, zip it, Black Black Widow. And then he also <laughs> calls Josh Brolin, zip it, Thanos. Zip it, Thanos. And then when after Dopinder brown kills Panther. the mean guy, he says, oh, yeah, Brown Panther. <laughs> A lot more Wolver- Deadpool 3 Wolverine foreshadowing in this one. Of course, the intro mm-hmm. to Deadpool to F Wolverine. First, he stole my thunder by going with the R rating. Then he upped the ante by dying. Well, guess what? I die in this movie, too. And then in the fight, when he's an X-Men trainee, he signs a Hugh Jackman Wolverine magazine. <laughs> it's a blink and you miss it reference. And then I found out yes. I don't have, this must be in the Once Upon a Deadpool version because the extended edition end it's, credits time traveling yeah. sequence is longer. Mm-hmm. And he talks to <laughs> footage, X-Men Origins footage, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> I don't know how they threw that together. <laughs> Look, eventually you're going to hang up the claws. It's going to make a lot of people very sad. Huh? And one day your old pal Wade's going to ask you to get in the saddle again. And when he does, say yes. Oh. Say yes. Right. Right. Love you. Also, I love after that, he tries to kill baby Hitler. He's like, I just can't do it. You're just so adorable. You know what? I'll be right back. I'm going to go get my buddy Cable. He has no problem killing children. (laughs) He says, it smells like Hitler's anus, which does make sense. (laughs) Which does make sense. No wonder you're such a grumpy little... (laughs) Nobody's changed you. (laughs) So, any thoughts on Deadpool 3? We know so little at this point. But Uh, but but also, so much... Uh, there was also, uh, it's not, not really, um, MCU references, but comic issue, issue references. Uh, when Deadpool was fighting, uh, Juggernaut, uh, he referenced like three specific comic book issues that had Juggernaut in it. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what they were, but they were in the movie. 
I know one of them was Thor because I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Also, this happens every time Juggernaut's in a movie or a show or anything or is brought up. I don't think the inhibitor collar would work on him. No way. His 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 power isn't mutant. No. He's just a big guy. Well, he has the <laughs> he was he has the gem of uh uh Strange has the bands of of uh can't remember now. Um, but that same being gave him like a gem that makes him unstoppable. Interesting. So it's so it's a magic power, not mutant power. Sorry, just that won't bring that up anytime Juggernaut's brought up. Well, great. They'll definitely fix that. <laughs> <laughs> That's just lazy writing. <laughs> He does that twice. He says that's just lazy writing twice in one movie. <laughs> that's the one that I quote the most. That is the Deadpool mm-hmm. line that I quote the most for sure. And I <laughs> can't stop. I feel like I used to say maximum effort a little more. Maximum effort. I also looked it up. And uh, so there was a. In the original cut, uh, there was a deleted scene. Um, it's more of a post-credit scene. They weren't sure which one it was going to be, but it was going to be a Mr. Sinister played by John Hamm in New Mutants. Mm-hmm. And, and then um, Richard E. Grant uh, was rumored to be playing Mr. Sinister in Logan, but it was ended up being a different scientist. Well... The IMDb of Deadpool three is pretty bleak, right? Pretty, pretty, pretty vague, vague right now. But Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman, uh, Leslie Elgums as Blind Al, so she's coming back. What? Emma, yep, Blind Al's coming back, and then Emma Corrin is the villain, but we don't know who she's oh, playing. Yeah. But there are yeah. also apparent rumors. Rumors of them doing TVA thing. It's all up in the air. Because now Mojo there's a, World. I read a rumor. Mojo World. I read a rumor that season two of Loki is going to include a Wolverine variant. And that's how they're going to introduce Wolverine into. I highly doubt it. No Although way. Although at this point, at this point, who knows? No. I've also heard a rumor. That, it won't be Hugh Jackman uh, then. It won't be Hugh Jackman, no. Uh, did you say Vanessa Corrin? What? No, Emma Oren. Oh, Emma oh. Oren. Uh, uh, I also heard a rumor that she's going to play the character Danger, which is the, like when the Danger Room becomes sentient and an actual robot body. And so I was like, I, I'm not putting any faith in that rumor. But yeah, anything could happen in this movie. I think that's the best part of it, and I don't want them to, like, teleport into the MCU. I just want it to just be there. Yeah, I don't I don't know yeah. what I want to happen in that aspect. What do you think the central theme will be? Money! I'm assuming uh, this one will have the central <laughs> theme like the other two. 
I think it's going to be like the buddy cop or like friendship. Yes. And it'll friendship. be it'll be all about <laughs> Deadpool and Wolverine, even though that they don't actually they haven't actually met each other, more or less. Um, but it'll it'll kind of be all about friendship, kind of like Deadpool's thing with Colossus, but it's Wolverine and it's a whole movie. And I feel like we might even see multiple versions of Wolverine. Like maybe he'll get the old one from Logan and be like, nah, we're not doing this. And then he'll go and get a younger one. <laughs> or he'll like go he'll go to Logan when he dies. Cause they already established that Logan's gonna be untouched, which was Hugh Jackman's kind of main thing with coming back. Is what he wanted. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see. I think they're going to do the full costume. They're going to do the full X-Men Wolverine costume. And it'll be wild. It'll be really fun. So in the first movie, uh, Deadpool gets in love with Vanessa. In the second one, she dies. But at the end, he goes back in time to save her. And also in the second one... Deadpool gets a family with uh, the X-Men and X-Force and Russell. So are, are do you think they're just going to throw those ideas out the window and he won't travel with Vanessa or Russell or any of the X-Force? Or are they bringing some of them along? What do you guys think? I'm afraid that they won't, but I hope that they do. I feel like it's something where he won't and he'll just explain it with like a snarky comment. Yeah, but it would be annoying. It would be, it would not fit well as a trilogy if they didn't, at least Vanessa wasn't involved somehow. Yeah. I think while I don't like his pitch for Deadpool three very much, no offense to him, but Nando V movies talked a lot about maybe share (laughs) is going to be the main part of the third one and so like kind of like peanut in ant-man like share is gonna like like kid share is gonna be the who he's trying to rescue in the third one. Oh my and i gosh. like i i think I, that would be great i love nando but his pitch was bonkers <laughs> his pitch was entirely bonkers that was the only part about it that i that i liked was that core bit of it being about share <laughs> oh but that was also a, a fun little reference. In Deadpool 2, uh, Shatterstar said he's from Planet Mojo. Uh, so that could happen. That was kind of a fun little reference to Marvel. Oh, I forgot I was going to mention Wham. 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 <laughs> Wham. <laughs> if only I could steal Wham that's, music for this episode. That's the album where they earned the exclamation point. Wham. Wham. <laughs> I think other than Wham, the music in the first one's really great, but I think that is another point to the second one. So mm. much good music. I, I don't. You, my brother-in-law gave me the DVDs of both Deadpool's, but the menu music um, for Deadpool Two is just "Take on Me" at full blast. Uh, <laughs> Even wait, the sad the, version? It, no, the reg the regular version. Even though the sad <laughs> version is the one in the movie. The sad That's version makes me exclamation point. Uh, wham! Wham! <laughs> Great oh my stuff. Goodness. 
Anyway, this was really fun. Such movies. I was going to say great movies. <laughs> They're movies. All right. I would say. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, last question. Are these MCU movies now? No. No. I'm going to put them. I'm going to put them in legacy. Almost like Star Wars. So like everything. Sam Raimi's trilogies. The Amazing Spider-Man. All of the X-Men. All that. Those are legacy movies. I disagree. So I would put this in. What did I say? I think I said, I think I would say these are canon. These are tier two MCU. Well, legacy is tier three or four. But I think these work well within the MCU, even though it's in an alternate universe because it was coming out at the same time. And so Mm -hmm. personally, not that you have to watch it. You don't have to watch anything, but I would put these more, I would value these higher almost as much as this Tom Holland, Spider-Man movies, solo movies. But uh, technically I would have to put, technically I would have to put Venom in that same category which yes. I don't rate as highly. So if, if it is legacy, it's not legacy, but it is in the alternate universe category, but I would, I would rate it as the highest entry of all of those. And it might be even closer to the MCU than it eventually will be close to the MCU than the rest of them, just because Wade references it so much. I think I've been affected by Terry Crews' character, because I'm really confused with this question. Because uh, he had the power of, like, confusion or ele- disrupting the electricity <laughs> or something. Uh, see, I, I I kind of have an answer in between your guys's. Because right now, Deadpool doesn't really have anything to do with the MCU. But he will in Deadpool 3. So... And it it almost has more to do with the James McAvoy universe, uh, but even that's very small. Uh, so it's like it, it's right now. It's kind of well. It's right now. I would view the the first and the second as almost a pocket dim- universe slash James McAvoy X Men universe. But when the third one comes out. It might, I might view the third one as MCU or the trilogy as a bridge between the two. I'm not sure yet, though. I think that's fair. I think Tim might have the most correct answer. Yes! We'll have to just see what Deadpool (laughs) 3 is to make that call. But there was a lot of MCU references. There was like more MCU references than some MCU films, like I said. <laughs> like a lot of them. And so even, and I would almost say, obviously it's in the X-Men universe, but Deadpool directly references the MCU in Deadpool 2 more than he references the X-Men stuff. <laughs> but, great time. Next time on Marvel Monthly... Wolverine, because we don't know when Deadpool 
well, we were going to do it anyway, but we're just going to do it earlier. And then I'm going to stall for a second while I, I don't remember what's next week on the podcast. Is it? I thought it was um, Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Oh, I think it's Mission Impossible. What What were you thinking, Cole? I thought it was Logan and the Wolverine. Right. Well, next yeah, week. that's that's next. Yeah, that's next yeah. Marvel uh, next week on the podcast. Got Tim and it. I are jumping back into Mission Impossible with Ghost Protocol, which is a great movie. Can you see I'm it? I'm excited. Yeah, I'm going to see it. But can you see the ghost? <laughs> <laughs> I can't see Brad Pitt. Anyway, oh. th- <laughs> thank you for bearing with us. Maximum effort on uh, another Maximum effort. And we'll see you next time on the podcast. Bye, you Pretty well. <laughs>